news and interviews from your community every morning on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us. He's an award winner. He is Rob Center, a fabulous producer. We appreciate his help and hard work making sure that our next guests are lined up and ready to go. On the news line with us now, Beth Stark, a registered dietitian, a lifestyle initiative manager at Wise Markets, and uh, just one member of the half a dozen or so team members who are dietitians there. Catherine Long, also one of the team members, registered dietitian, healthy living coordinator at uh, Wise Markets. Uh, thank you, Beth, so much for calling in this morning. Good morning. Good morning. And thank you, Catherine, for checking in today. Very glad to hear from you. Good morning. I feel like I have such power. After just listening to the podcast where I could yell questions, now I get my questions answered. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still on the first segment of intuitive eating, so maybe we'll get a chance at the end to talk a little bit about that. But we got some other important things to talk about. Uh, you were talking about uh, falls not too far away and winter, so I imagine that is uh, feeding into a conversation about a healthy immune system. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, we have to, you know, consider COVID situation as well. So we know really that folks are looking for more and more ways to, you know, support their immune system. And, you know, sales of supplements and so forth have really skyrocketed in the last few months. But as dietitians, we generally recommend a more food-forward approach to supporting your immune system. And sometimes we hear words of, like, boosting your immune system, but that really doesn't happen. So sorry to kind of break down that, that myth, but it's more about just eating and living well to support your immune system, which is something your body's already doing. It's a very complex system, but different foods can really help to uh, support that. Um, So some notable things that vitamins and minerals that folks have really been purchasing in the last number of months have included vitamin A, vitamin C, um, gut health type supplements and so forth, so like probiotics and zinc. So we'll kind of talk through some of those, what they do, and how to actually include those in some of the foods that you're choosing. And why would I want to boost my immune system? Sort of explain the idea of making, as you mentioned, you can't really boost it per se, but making sure that my immune system has every tool that it needs uh, to uh, to work. that's a really great way to to kind of lead into the explanation, Mark. I like that. So your immune system is well-equipped to protect your body against invaders, so there's no one single thing that will make a difference as your immune system is again a complex system with many working pieces um, so that really anything within your body will work better when your immunity is at at its highest level. So, you know, someone might be immune compromised, for example, so there's only so much you could do in that situation to remain healthy, but we'll provide those tips. Um, You know, and you might be predisposed for different types of conditions um, if you are undergoing different treatments or on different medications and so forth. Um, But it's just generally when your body is kind of that top you know, kind of at its top level and humming along um, as best as it can and staying healthy. Um, So I think probably the most notable immune supporting type of vitamin is what, Mark? What would you guess? (laughs) Uh, The best uh, (laughs) vitamin. Or the most common. Uh, Probably vitamin A. I hear people talking about that. Yeah, vitamin A for sure. Vitamin C, you know, is another one that, you know, I feel like people are really focusing on right now. And vitamin C is one that 
you know, you can easily get enough of just by eating enough fruits and vegetables. So notably, of course, citrus, strawberries, red bell pepper, and kiwi. Uh, vegetables like broccoli, bell peppers, spinach, and tomatoes are also very high in vitamin C. Um, so this one is, again, the most well-known, really, when it comes to immune support, and it supports various cell functions uh, within your body. Um, and you, know, you noted vitamin A as well. So this one plays a role in the health of your eyes, overall organ function, and then, of course, your immune system. And this is really found in those orange fruits and vegetables, so like sweet potatoes, mango, um, again, citrus, and then some others including spinach, salmon, dairy products, fortified cereals, and um, also some yellow fruits and vegetables too. Um, so it's kind of working to get an overall well-balanced diet, and then you'll touch on all of these different vitamins and minerals within your food choices, and that kind of puts the well-rounded picture together for your immune system. I was just thinking the same thing, that whenever we list kind of these things that help to support your immune system, it really speaks to the fact of why it's so important to get a variety in your diet. So I'll jump into the last two. Mm -hmm. So really focusing on gut health because we know a lot of our immune system lives in our gut. So things like fiber and probiotics are really important to keep your gut healthy. Um, and gut health has really been popular, you know, over the past couple years, really. Um, so when it comes to fiber, you know, trying to, you know, aim for about 25 grams of fiber per day for women. 38 grams of fiber per day for men. And of course, you know, you're going to get fiber from things like whole grains. So 100% whole wheat bread, brown rice, um, whole grain cereals. Also, fruits and vegetables have a ton of fiber in them, beans, um, nuts, and seeds. So, and then things like probiotics. So those are the things that have the good bacteria in them that help to support the bacteria that's already in your gut. So yogurt, um, fermented foods. Um, you might see some like drinks. So like kefir is this dairy kind of smoothie drink you'll find. Um, but even like fresh sauerkraut, some um, fresh pickles will have probiotics in them. And then lastly is zinc. So zinc is an essential mineral that helps with your immune function. Um, and it's not stored in our body, so we have to get it regularly from our diet. So oysters are actually the top source, which probably not a lot of people are eating, but the good news <laughs> is it's also found in beef, pork, and poultry, um, beans, nuts, whole grains, eggs, and fortified cereals. So again, just kind of, you know, noting that that well-balanced diet, having a lot of variety in there is going to provide a mix of all of these important nutrients. Mm -hmm. Is there some way to do an assessment to see if you're getting enough of any of these, like uh, back in the supplements, maybe getting enough vitamin A or maybe getting enough or too much uh, zinc or fiber? Is there sort of a uh, measure that you can use? I mean, fiber, you could, fiber is much easier to track, I would say, you know, if you would keep track of the different foods you're eating, and then, you know, there are a lot of resources online that you, or even a food label for that matter, that you could then quantify how many grams of fiber per day you might be consuming. I mean, the others would be pretty challenging. Um, and I think for added insurance, again, you know, we don't necessarily encourage, you know, single um, supplements across the board, because you could really, for one, spend a lot of money on some of these things that may not even be effective, and two, you may be at risk for potentially 
contradicting or um, going against some of the different medications you could be on. So I think that's something else to consider regarding supplements. If you're on medications, it's very important to talk to your wise pharmacist, talk to your physician to make sure that there's no potential um, just, you know, issue with putting those two together in your system. But I will say, you know, a daily multivitamin can always be that added insurance just to fill the gaps because, of course, no one eats perfectly all the time. Um, So that's a good way to again, just maybe ensure that you are getting enough. But as far as to your original question, I don't think you'd even want to go down the path necessarily no. right, to like calculate and quantify, you know, how much zinc have I consumed per day, um, you know, and or, you know, that type of thing. That might just be a little bit more complicated than it's worth, in, in my opinion. Okay. Well, and we're pretty clear that the, uh, you know, what a sound diet is. You've been clear about that. And you did mention uh, taking a uh, vitamin, I would call it, you call it what, a supplement, something like that, or, you know, just a daily vitamins, something like that, making sure you get enough of uh, those things. Okay. Anything else about this idea of making sure that our immune system has all the tools necessary? I think one last thing, too, it's 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 a lot more than just diet. Um, mm-hmm. It's about getting enough sleep. So we actually did a podcast on this, um, which is self-care. And so there's more things that contribute to your immune system than just food. Um, So getting enough sleep because our body uses sleep as a way to heal itself and a well-rested body can fend off germs more easily. So obviously, you know, that's not going to help when it comes to COVID because we're not immune to that. But, you know, the upcoming cold and flu season, things like that, um, if you get enough sleep, you can fend off those germs more easily. Another thing is exercise. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of studies around this. So people who exercise have better functioning um, white blood cells, and those are the ones that help to fight off infection. It also promotes good circulation, which allows the cells of the immune system to do their job freely and more efficiently. Um, And exercise also releases those endorphins, you know, that kind of things that make you feel good. All of, you know, that can help reduce stress. So all of these are kind of um, also tied to your immunity and just overall feeling good um, each and every day. Mm-hmm. I want you to stop coming in here every month and talking about diet, sleep, and exercise. <laughs> it's your stick. <laughs> but they, well, I guess I mean, these are important. Sometimes it's just those core pillars that really are so effective in in keeping one healthy. But I think that's a great, that was a great segue, Catherine, just leading into the, you know, it is more than just what you're eating. There are so many other lifestyle habits that can help to support your immune system. And I think another one is really just carving out time for me time, you know, helping to combat stress. Um, you know, in any way that you can and connecting with people. So, of course, we know we're socially distancing um, from folks um, just to remain safe, but find some way to be connected with individuals um, that are important to you. They can help lift you up because, um, you know, this again, it's a really tough time to, to go through alone right now. Well, and is there any particular extra tips you would have for during the pandemic in terms of... Uh uh, self-care or just you just make sure without fail you you take good care of the other the four you did mention yeah I think one thing that is just really important right now is to forgive yourself and be kind to yourself mm-hmm. you know we've got a lot going on in our brains right now and just doing daily functions alone can be exhausting um, so don't you know don't worry if you don't go above and beyond and you know just with everything that you may have normally done in a week before the pandemic, it's okay if you're not doing all of that now. And because and that alone can just cause more stress. You're like, oh, I should be doing more. I should be doing something else. 
Um, so just really take the time to relax and, you know, get enough rest and get ready for the days ahead. Right. Five Steps to Better Self-Care is back in April. You talked about that uh, mm-hmm. and a wide range of other important ones. Plus, lately, the past two, you came out with two recently, Intuitive Eating and Intuitive Eating Part 2 in the podcast that really relate to some of this, particularly the uh, sort of the respecting your body aspect. All right. Well, we'll complete this conversation in about 10 minutes from now. Thank you both so much, Elizabeth Stark and Catherine Long, registered dietitians at Wise Markets. I'm literally going to put this them on hold <laughs> so <they'll>, you guys <laughs> uh, stand by and uh, we'll be back at 7:40. but uh, we have uh, your money now sports accuweather cbs a news update coming up next on wkok and then back with our registered dietitians at 7:40, and we'll be talking about some back to school preparations and mask wearing is part of that so we'll be talking about that shortly politics sports entertainment yeah we've got that it's WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. We are literally right in the middle of our interview with the registered dietitians from Wise Markets, two of the team of a half of a dozen or so. The boss is on the line, Elizabeth Stark, it says on her <laughs> name tag, Beth Stark, Lifestyle Initiative Manager, and uh, Catherine Long is the Healthy Living Coordinator. Of course, Beth is the... Uh, Boss at her house too, and I think you blurted out on the podcast that your daughter is three now. No, she's four. Yeah, she was four June twenty fifth. So she was just just eating right on by. (laughs) She was just born yesterday. (laughs) It feels like it sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, boy! TikTok time is marching on. All right. Well, uh, it is back to school time, though not yet for your daughter, but next year. Uh, So tell us about back to school preparation. If we're talking, you know, maybe we're keeping in mind all the good things we learned in our first segment about keeping our immunity up and sleep, diet, nutrition, exercise, and me time. Uh, let's get ready to go back to school. So uh, a primer for that, please. That's right. So, and you know, school might look a little differently this year. We, you know, but whether kids are going to be learning from in school or whether they're at home, you know, one thing remains the same is that they really do need some good nourishment in order to learn and function at their best. So just a few, you know, benefits of, you know, good nutrition in kids um, is a better ability to learn and concentrate when they are in school, stronger bones and muscles, so have increased energy throughout the day, Um, you know, relating to your immune system again, you know, being properly nourished, you're able to fight off those illnesses and germs a little bit better, um, faster wound healing, and then, you know, since eating habits do tend to follow you throughout your life, you know, you know, good nutrition and good eating habits starting young will result maybe in a reduced risk of, you know, chronic diseases later in life. So there's a ton of benefits to, you know, getting a, a great balanced diet as kids. All right. And we'll right. dig into that a little bit farther. What, what should we do? 
Yeah, well, in, in our current edition of Healthy Bites magazine, the July-August version that you'll find in our stores or at healthybites.wisemarkets.com, we have some really great um, kind of solutions that just allow you to mix and match, which I think sometimes we get so stuck in the rut of like, oh, peanut butter and jelly, oh, ham and cheese, turkey and cheese. But it's all about the different components that you put in the lunchbox um, that make up a whole, you know, well-balanced meal. So even if that's finger foods and snack-type foods, if they bring nutritional value, that's certainly appropriate. So just some different examples of that mix and match concept. Um, so to really choose some fruits and or veggies, some type of whole grain, so you know whole grain bread, tortillas, wraps, um, English muffins even. Um, you know popcorn is a whole grain to name a few, even whole grain crackers. Um, some kind of dairy product for uh, protein, so that could be again yogurt, it could be milk, string cheese, uh, you know something along those lines, cottage cheese, and maybe then, you know, some kind of optional treat, um, you know, a little pack of gummies or a couple Hershey Kisses, you know, or something that your child might enjoy. And don't forget that little love note, too, <laughs> uh, especially if you're sending your child off to, to school. But so some specific examples we have in the magazine, which this one is a complete throwback for me. My sister and I loved English muffin pizzas back in the day. And it's just like one of those things that I think is so kid-friendly. And it's very lunchbox-friendly, too. So utilizing a whole-grain English muffin, um, then just with some sauce, some cheese, pepperoni, any types of vegetables your child like, likes. And you can also make this in advance for the week and then just simply throw it in the lunchbox like day-to-day -day as you uh, pack lunches. Um, there's also a recipe for bell pepper chicken boats. So this is kind of like a chicken salad that just goes into a, a hollowed-out bell pepper. And honestly, these solutions would be great for adults and or kiddos. So also, if you're looking for some new ways to just reinvent lunch at home, these could be uh, ways to do that for yourself, too. Um, so, of course, sandwiches and wraps, but, you know, maybe considering different ingredients, um, different types of vegetables to use. You could use rotisserie chicken instead of turkey. Um, there's different flavored tuna pouches that I've personally become a fan of. You know, something like ranch that's very kid-friendly might be good for your child. Um, even something with, uh, like, black beans and corn. So don't forget to include plant-based protein if maybe your child doesn't like deli meats or, you know, isn't really a fan of chicken. Some plant-based proteins like beans, nuts, um, you know, if your school allows nuts in, in, in the district. Sunflower seeds, some things like that could also be a way to add more protein into your diet uh, for lunch. And so, yeah, there's a couple different um, other solutions we go into in some detail. But I think the most important thing, like Catherine said, is just to really focus on the nutrition, no matter what your setting is this year, you know, to stick to that in a structure. So still remaining, you know, at the lunch hour to eat lunch and even providing snacks if you need to um, to help power your child through that day. Now, you say about the setting, some kids may choose the hybrid version or online learning. So is that what you mean? You may end up being uh, studying at home, and so therefore you'd have the opportunity to try to observe that lunchtime at the same time kind of thing? Exactly, exactly. And again, I think we even spoke about this, you know, back in March, you know, trying to remain on a consistent meal schedule. So if you do, you know, a couple meals a day and then some snacks, you know, if you're working from home or if you're a student schooling from home, it really is important to keep that same schedule just because it does provide the fuel you need. It helps to, again, improve your concentration, your ability to focus, um, your energy level. And, it, you know, just in general makes you feel so much better versus like skipping over meals or kind of eating erratically throughout the day. And I would too suggest, even if you, sticking to the same routine of when you would pack the lunch. So if you yeah. were going to pack your lunch the night before, you know, even if you are learning from home this year, I would still suggest doing that because then the next day, 
you know, when lunchtime comes, you just grab that, you know, lunch bag out of the refrigerator and it's ready. Um, if you are a parent that's also working from home, you know, that just reduces your stress as well when lunchtime comes the next day or breakfast or snacks, kind of like having all of those kind of prepared, like prepared and ready in the fridge to go. Yeah, that's it. a great, great tip. I know in one of the uh, houses around here uh, where a teacher is uh, the parent, where the, when they were off school, they set up the house office, they turned it into a classroom, so it looks more like a classroom, and it has a little fridge in it for the kids' lunches, it also has an outside door, and they, they go out regularly and, you know, participate in the outdoors and try to get some, some steps in and so get some outdoor activity in as well, so maybe try to not only duplicate, duplicate the, uh, pre the school preparation and the eating routine, but the uh, the school routine a little bit, you know, tr maybe try to duplicate that. That might help really s uh, emphasize right. to kids that you're in That's school. That's actually a good point. Yeah, so like sitting at a desk or a table versus, you know, sitting on the couch. Because you kind of want to, um, and I actually learned about this when we started working from home, is really to separate your work zone from your relaxing zone. So not working on the couch or working, you know, in bed with your laptop, kind of have that separate space where you're just using it for work. Because then when you do go to relax at night, you're not like, oh, this is my workspace. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think, uh, Mark, too, I mean, your point of, you know, remaining as consistent with the schedule and maybe mimicking what might be a school schedule could be really important. Just like, again, adults working from home, you know, we know how important it is to get up and stretch and move around versus chaining yourself to the desk and not giving yourself and your eyes and your kind of brain a little bit of a break here and there. So, you know, just remembering that for your kiddos, too, if it's feasible to get them outdoors or just to do something a little bit different to, sh to shift gears, um, you know, that can benefit the whole household for sure. Well, she did get the kids to participate in what seemed like an almost uh, normal school routine only at home, except getting them out of the pajamas. They wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't change into school clothes. So uh, that didn't, that aspect didn't work. Well, you have a lot of virtual classes coming up this month, uh, some of which will relate to the various topics we just discussed. So tell us about the schedule for August for the dietitians. Yeah, so, I mean, we really kicked these off last month, and we're met with a huge level of interest, so we're really excited to bring back, um, you know, more classes for, um, for August as well. Um, so I think the best recommendation would be to visit the Wise Markets Facebook events page, and there you'll see a whole host of different dietitian-led events that would include hands-on kids' cooking classes so that will provide you with the ingredient list in advance. You go purchase the ingredients at Wise Markets, and then you actually get to cook alongside a dietitian and other children or uh, you know, even children and adults, you know, within um, a live video kind of session, which has been really exciting. Um, so there's a whole different variety of topics, some that are focused on baking, some on snacking, and so on and so forth. Um, we also have uh, adult programming that's very similar that you would cook alongside the dietitian, as well as just strictly nutrition workshops. So, um, you know, we talked about intuitive eating on our most recent two podcast episodes. We actually have a session coming up or a few sessions um, with the wise dietitians leading you through intuitive eating and how to get started. And we're working on a really uh, robust schedule for September as well. Um, again, all of these programs are free, very easy to register. So Wise Markets Facebook events page. And from there, you'll get to the link that would then enable you to register uh, for one of these sessions. All right. Well, the intuitive eating one, that's a fabulous. Uh, how much time could you spend on that? I mean, I would think that's a, you know, almost a, a book length topic that you'd be talking about. 
Right, and, and we expect that we'll probably do, you know, like almost like series. So this is almost like a very high-level introductory type of thing. Um, and the same thing for the, the children's classes, I should say. They're all between 20 to 30 minutes, just recognizing that it can be hard to be engaged for too long. Um, you know, so we are respectful of that and have taken that into consideration. So, um, yeah, and I think intuitive eating, I feel like that one might be a kind of a constant in our schedules coming up because it's just it's a very relevant topic and we all as the dietitian team feel very passionate about it and want to bring that to you know our our you know customer base and kind of the areas that we serve my my uh, wife signed up for the uh, how to pack a kid's lunch box class so she could better make my lunch so i'm not sure <laughs> that's that's going to help things all right well give us a glimpse of what's been happening on the podcast lately and then we'll have to wrap up here yeah, so like you said, the past two episodes have been on intuitive eating, and the episode before that is actually one of our most popular, according to the numbers, was called um, Diets Don't Work and Here's Why. And so just kind of lately, we've really been diving into this intuitive eating you know, approach, and truly, diets don't work in the long term. So, and, and I feel like we've been saying this forever, you have to you know, come up with an approach that is going to work best for you, that you can sustain um, for your whole life. And then um, some of the ones before that were um, tips for staying hydrated and just some fun facts about hydration. Um, Plant-powered, so you know, the plant-based eating trend is certainly here to stay, so tips to stay, um, to eat more plant-powered. And then we have one on boredom eating, so kind of, you know, what to do, you know, maybe instead if that, you know, you're kind of, finding yourself eating out of boredom, which totally can be me in the evenings. So yeah, a lot of great, a lot of great topics on there. We have, so 24 episodes um, in the podcast as of now. And I love the one on intuitive eating where you really talk about uh, heating and respecting and looking for satisfaction, you know, maybe not skipping a, a, maybe an avoidable food so that you can enjoy the satisfaction. So you walk away from it satisfied. You can move on with your evening, I think you said. So yeah. So, right. So like, if you really want ice cream, eat some ice cream. Don't like eat all these other foods and Instead, uh-huh. then after that, you're still going to want the ice cream. So just mm-hmm. eat ice cream in the first place. <laughs> move on. You can only <laughs> eat so much popcorn instead of ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much. I just love chatting with you all. We, there's more to say, but uh, we have to move on. But I always appreciate your monthly updates. Uh, check in as back to school time is even more imminent, and we'll, we can even add another sentence or two to this uh, conversation. Thank you, Beth and Catherine. Thank you both so much for checking in today. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, Beth Stark and Catherine Long, registered dietitians from Wise Markets.